Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So good to be back uh, with you all online as we prepare to receive and minister to the Lord for the remaining part of the week. May the mercy of God, the ability of God strengthen us in these perilous times. Hallelujah. Let's worship him who is worthy. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we worship you for the opportunity. We worship you for this moment. La poco seprelikesti. Mambralika mandoroku sekere palaka santa. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Worship your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead. And He is Lord. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead. And he is Lord. Yes, my knee shall bow, and my tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Hamashandarabal marashikarabal marianto. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Alma da brandele vristole crusto, presemento crupapa paraste prebido coporo semembre de vite, shabrabal maracal baracata capresiliente, feno durende brisito coporo sucobrondo, valadrente paru sombre di brevel meterisiti, Rufolo Brunto Krupu Zucrite Belveredi Maracasala Branta Evedusto Pressimana Calbarasi Catara Pala Rafanda Riando Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you Tromoso Cruto Mosu Brementel Beze Preste Presicuto Coro Polo Cresti Fandaramos Coro Dimbra Malvara Siente Usho cruto mo cruto vevende reberca to crusto papalta. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Feste propetento ripalange de brente barusto cropolu do corusto. Refti manzombre tipel vidorsi prase parapata cala mashanta. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Gruto kumoro para palavrempel palazincrene kestela sutorondo. Thank you, Father. Se preminta carosco prebidis se frite vilvere di pelpere da baradaya. Alma sucro tipel vita prasa mal baracata. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. 
We give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the great Holy One, the one who dwells on the inside of us. Mighty Holy Spirit, we worship you. We're grateful that you are with us. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you for helping us right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. We call every need met, every hope destroyed, every burden removed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. We'll uh, turn into the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and uh, read some things as we say that repetition is important when you are dealing with the body of Christ because it is his body and he wants his body to be safe. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6 declares in verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So there you have a setting, knowing that uh, we are actually in this phase, uh, by the grace of God, we are with Christ, we are seated with him in heavenly places. But... Uh, the world as you see it now, this system and arrangement of things is not being ruled by the Lord. Um, Satan is God of this world and therefore his time is running out. The church age is running out and then comes the tribulation. And after that we have the millennium where Jesus will be God of this world. Literally sitting in a throne uh, in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. But uh, for now, as the time is running out for the least period of the earth, which was given to Adam, uh, you know, Adam was usurped and the authority was taken from him when he disobeyed a direct command from the Lord. Praise God. For whatever reason, the fact is that the command was disobeyed whether it was by coercion, whether it was this or that, whatever you would like to say about it, God has a command, and this was very vital, important, and he sold the whole inheritance and rulership of the earth to Satan. And when Jesus was tempted uh, by the devil, one of the temptations was that he should bow down and worship the devil and all the nations and the world and the glory of it would be given to him uh, because it was given to Satan and Satan had the authority to give to whoever he wanted. Very interesting scriptures. When you think about it, um, you know, you cannot help but shudder at the thought sometimes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, so let's hear Ephesians 6 and 12, first of all, in Canada. 
ನಾವು ಹೋರಾಡುವುದು ಮನುಷ್ಯ ಮಾತ್ರದವರ ಸಂಗಡವಲ್ಲ ರಾಜತ್ವಗಳ ಮೇಲೆಯೂ ಅಧಿಕಾರಿಗಳ ಮೇಲೆಯೂ ಈ ಲೋಕದ ಅಂಧಕಾರದ ಅಧಿಪತಿಗಳ ಮೇಲೆಯೂ ಆಕಾಶ ಮಂಡಲದಲ್ಲಿರುವ ದುರಾತ್ಮಗಳ ದುಷ್ಟತನದ ಮೇಲೆಯೂ ಹೋರಾಡುವವರಾಗಿದ್ದೇವೆ into an high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and the devil said unto him verse 6 continues all this power will i give thee and the glory of them for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever i will i give it you can see him stating uh, very plainly that it was in his hands when he tempted jesus he said if thou verse 7 therefore will worship me all shall be thine praise god and of course jesus did not worship him jesus refused the temptations successfully finished the job and went back and took his place at the right hand of the father but you will notice there that it was a true and a valid temptation and it was given to him praise god he said it was given to him and he could give it to whoever he wanted very interesting it is delivered unto me and to whomsoever i will i give it so there are a very plain uh, clear uh, verses showing that this transaction has happened and um, in the presence of jesus he gives him this real valid temptations Let's hear uh, Luke verse uh, chapter 4 verse 5 and 6 I mean up to 7 would be good also in Kannada Balika saitananu unnatavada bettakke aatanannu karakondu hogi lokada ella rajyagalannu kshana matradalli aatanige torisidanu Saitananu aatanige ee ella adhikaravannu avugala vaibhavavannu nanu ninage koduvenu yakandare adu nanage kodalpattiruvadarinda nanage ishta banda yarigadaru nanu koduvenu aadadarinda neenu nannannu aaradhisidare ellavugalu ninnadaguvavu endu helidanu Glory to God But then you know Jesus defeated the enemy paid the price for our redemption and brought us back into fellowship with the Father God and today we are restored and raised up in Christ Jesus we who could not be counted on to choose properly we who had the infection of the fallen nature in us and we could do nothing that was good all our good works were as filthy rags nothing impressed him there was nothing that humanity could bring to the lord uh, to say that it was a good thing and earn god's favor but rather had to now accept the perfect life of jesus who gave himself in our stead in our place and brought us in to direct fellowship and uh, to walk with god hallelujah so back in ephesians again the second chapter it says in verse 1 and you has he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins So that was our condition we were dead we could not help ourselves verse 2 continues where in time past you walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air notice that the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversation or lifestyle 
in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature, notice that, that was our nature, were by nature children of wrath even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Uh, extensive reading there. We will not read it all. But just to see that Jesus took us in that fell swoop, picked us up together, raised us up together when we could not help ourselves and brought us home, brought us to sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above every principality, power, might, dominion, every name that shall be named, even not just here but in the ages to come. Hallelujah. So we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 6 says, let's hear verse 6 and 7 um, uh, in Kannada. Namanu Atana Kuda Ibisi Krista Yesuvinali Atanandige para Lokada Stadagadali Kudisidane. Hige Krista Yesuvinaliruva Karunea Mulaka Tana Paravada Krupati Shevanu Mundana Yugagadali Namage Torisa Bakan Didanu. So everything is seen from that vantage point and must be appreciated that way. First of all, that we could not help ourselves, we could not save ourselves, we were without strength, we were dead. As far as spiritual realities, we were dead because of Adam's fall. So in Adam we were all dead, but in Christ all of us were made alive. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so we have to consider all of these thoughts and truths and refresh our thinking with them over and over because sometimes um, one can go this side or that side and fall away from this high middle ground that is the place where we should be operating from. Sometimes we feel we are worthless, worms, but then other times we feel we are so high and mighty. So we need to know that Truly, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Every other thing, every other name that is named is way under our feet. Hallelujah. And uh, with that kind of thinking, we uh, attempt to do works that we were created for. Notice that we were created. We did not create ourselves. We were created by God for a particular purpose to do certain works and finish those works. Hallelujah. Of course, enjoy the ride while we're at it, but don't let things hinder you from finishing the works. Praise God, praise God, praise God. So back in Ephesians 6, as we read, 
Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. We should not become concerned that we have to constantly be fighting against uh, spiritual wickedness in high places and we are like operating from a place under and we have to pierce through and always fighting that way. There are some people who are uh, always fighting like that. Of course, we are called to fight the good fight of faith, but um, we fight it from a place of enforcing the victory that Jesus has already given us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. So we can see in the 10th verse, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Hallelujah. So now we put on armor to be able to resist the cunning, crafty lies of the enemy that can be attacking our thinking and uh, trying to destabilize us from our God-given position of being over and ruling over in Christ Jesus all of these dark and wicked things. Praise God. So the armor is required and we are trusting in the power of God and not our own ability. And then there's a wrestling match going on, close contact, which involves uh, all your strength. I, I met a person who was a wrestler when I had gone on one of my preaching engagements in the Northeast and he used to be a professional wrestler and he said, uh, all your practice and all the stuff that you do for hours and hours and hours comes out on the mat for just a little period of time, just a few minutes, and you are facing the enemy and you want to put the enemy on his back or he'll put you on your back and every ounce of energy and training that you have gone through is for that moment when you face the enemy who's trying to knock you down and put you flat on your back. So this is what is going on. And, uh, you know, there is a struggle with our deep thoughts, our emotions, and we are being pushed and jostled with in close contact just to make sure we quit and give up. Meanwhile, Christ actually finished the job for us and made us sit with him in heavenly places Hallelujah, forever that has been settled. Thank you, Jesus. And we need to maintain that place. And that is the kind of armor that we are wearing. Thoughts based on God's word. Thoughts based on the reality of Jesus and the victory that he purchased for us. Hallelujah. So we put on the whole armor of God to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Praise the Lord. Lies cunning craftiness. You can see that we cannot trust just all the information that is out there, that is being brought to our soul. That we have to resist that and fight it because it could be geared to put you on your back and make you quit. Hallelujah. Therefore, verse 13 continues, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. If there is an evil day, you can already tell that we are in the midst of it right now. And this is the time to be able to withstand and stand. Hallelujah. And continue standing. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth 
having on the breastplate of righteousness, excuse the Chinese there, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. And the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. You see, there's a whole slew of armor there that you're supposed to be wearing. All of that finished work of Jesus given to us in his word, in the new covenant, to understand and brace ourselves against the lies, the wickedness of the enemy in the form of fiery darts dipped in oil and aimed at the enemy that whatever it touches would just light up and destroy with scorching heat and so on. Those thoughts are arrayed against you and against me. And it's all about putting us down and making us quit. Praise God. But notice, after you have dressed up in all the armor of God, what are you supposed to do? Verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Notice here, therefore, that everything you could say was in order for you to be able to pray, to not quit, to be able to continue praying. Hallelujah. To not give up on prayer. Sometimes people dress up in all the armor of God, fight a good fight and all of that just to uh, gain this or that. But the actual reason is so that you can pray. Hallelujah. Praying always. Otherwise your mind can be fatigued and worn out and you don't have breath to pray. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and all supplication for all saints. Can you see that there is some loyalties involved in all of this? Hallelujah. So our wrestling with all these powers that are arrayed against us, firing thoughts at us, uh, inflammatory thoughts are so that we will quit, give up, lay down, and not be able to pray, and not be able to pray for saints. Hallelujah. Among other things that we're supposed to be praying for. For utterance, the next verse says, so that the preacher can preach, and you yourself can preach, because we are ambassadors. We are here to take the place of the kingdom and advertise that kingdom. Praise God. So you are in so-called enemy territory right now and arrows are being aimed at you and you need to be able to guard yourself because you put on the whole armor of God so that you can now be loyal to your people and loyal to the kingdom from which you come to be able to persevere in prayer. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Let's hear verse 16 in Canada, uh, verse uh, eight, um, 16, 17, and then finally 18. Hallelujah. 
ನೀವು ಆತ್ಮ ಪ್ರೇರಿತರಾಗಿ ಎಲ್ಲಾ ಸಮಯಗಳಲ್ಲಿ ಸಕಲ ವಿಧವಾದ ಪ್ರಾರ್ಥನೆಯಿಂದಲೂ ವಿಜ್ಞಾಪನೆಯಿಂದಲೂ ಪ್ರಾರ್ಥಿಸಿರಿ ಇದರಲ್ಲಿ ಪೂರ್ಣ ಸ್ಥಿರಚಿತ್ತರಾಗಿದ್ದು ಪರಿಶುದ್ಧರೆಲ್ಲರ ವಿಷಯದಲ್ಲಿ ವಿಜ್ಞಾಪನೆ ಮಾಡುತ್ತಾ ಎಚ್ಚರವಾಗಿರ್ರಿ certain things have to be done in that order for that reason not whatever we think but what his reason is we were created unto good works which god before ordained that we should walk in them and part of those good works are our loyalty to his kingdom and to his body and to one another and we owe this debt of prayer hallelujah praise god i like uh, to think about this statement rather sobering uh, by a minister of god he said most tragic of all many christians now prefer to hear about their rights in christ and ignore his claims on us praise god i mean sometimes the church is a little late when we talked about uh, rights in christ you know nobody was listening that time many many years ago and they thought we were just a grab it blab it kind of church but now as time has passed that has become understood that if you don't blab it you won't grab it and you won't get anything hallelujah and you will just live down here like a pauper you know even though christ has paid for complete benefits and redemption hallelujah but then you can always go the other side and think that's all you're living for don't forget that therefore as you understand your rights in Christ you understand that he also has a right over you he has a claim on us also praise god so while we're claiming things in Christ let us also understand that he has a claim on us paul would say things like what no you not know you not that you are the temple of the holy ghost that you are bought with a price that you are not your own so there is a possibility of not knowing that actually we belong to someone else that we have been purchased we have been redeemed ransomed paid for and all the benefits of our being brought back to the father and the kingdom and all the rule and dominion is so that we can now take our place in his plan for which we were redeemed and brought back home of course enjoying all the rights and claims we have in Christ but not forgetting the prime reason is that there is something we owe and there's something we ought to do as God has claim on our lives he is the ultimate person who's going to uh, justify and arrange things in the great judgment and uh, we are not scared of that day because thank god we'll be going to heaven and uh, on our way to heaven we'll be seeing the reality of all these things and wow awesome there's nothing fearful about that but on the other hand there is a there is a chance that we may not be totally freely excited because oh oh there's some things i didn't do i didn't finish the work I did not do the will of God. So there are prayers about finishing the plan of God, finishing the will of God. So you could say all of that dressing up in the armor of God was to be able to pray, was to be able to take our place in prayer and supplication among other things for all saints. We have a loyalty to the body of Christ also. Praise God. Hallelujah. And 
we need to consider all of these things in a whole and not exclude certain things and just focus on one area alone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So let's um, examine things like this also. Hallelujah. Let's go off to the book of uh, uh, Luke and observe something we had seen during our fasting and prayer session. In Luke 18, he says in verse 1, And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. So would you say that Jesus wants you to constantly be uh, available for prayer? Yes, it's not just something you tag on to uh, the weak uh, and say, well, there has to be prayer, you know, we got to fix that in somewhere. No, it's something about always being available for prayer. It's a lifestyle here. You could liken it to breathing. Men ought to always pray and not faint. Hallelujah. Be available at all times and not to lose heart. Some of those kind of thoughts. And then he breaks out into a story, verse 2, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. Now that judge is not to be compared with God, but has to be seen from a human perspective that he had no reverence for God or no fear of man either. He was not trying to please anybody. You could say he was an objective fellow, who was uh, atheistic and so on. You know, just a hard, clear guy. And, uh, you know, such a person. <laughs> he knew where he stood. And there was a widow in that city. Widows are a picture of people who have no ability to stand on their own, uh, no one to help them, no one to keep them, no one to watch over them and take care of them. They've lost uh, all their sources of help so to speak, a widow in that city, and she came unto him. The church is expected, uh, you know, to take care of widows who do not have children, who do not have family. If they have family, the families are supposed to take care of them. That's also written in the scripture. And uh, it's so interesting how the scripture works because there are loyalties, there are responsibilities to the kingdom and to the body of Christ. And there was a widow in this case, you know, and must be the type that had no help. And she came about this course, uh, you know, and uh, case in her life, you know. She came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversary. The Pharisees and religious people of those days used to take advantage of widows. Very sad. That's the worst person you can take advantage of. But... Um, Jesus spoke clearly about such things. Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward, verse 4 continues, he said within himself, though I fear not God, nor regard man, notice his condition, he's plainly stating it there, I fear not God, nor regard man. So he's not an example of God at all. Those of us who would like to say, oh, that's how God is. No, he's not. God is a righteous judge. Verse 5, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. 
So God is not weary. He does not sleep. He does not slumber. He gives power to the faint. He's the one who strengthens us and he wants us to be strong in the Lord and in his power, in his word, in his spirit. So this is definitely not a picture of God. However, there's something to learn in it. Verse 6, And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. See, notice that. God is the righteous judge. But here he's, he's now saying, See, what the unjust judge said. Jesus is beginning to focus on contrast there and teaching us something. Verse 7, Shall not God, who is the ideal one, avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. So here he's saying, if this judge could get weary by the persistence of this woman who was a widow, will God definitely not avenge his own elect, his chosen ones, which cry out day and night. Notice that they are in prayer, praise God. Before time began, they were chosen to be in prayer, whether it be day or night. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And it's God's will to avenge the elect and uh, get their answers to prayer, no matter what they are facing uh, in this world. Hallelujah. Verse 8, and he answers it himself. He says, I tell you that he will avenge them. He will avenge them, and he uses the word speedily. Hallelujah. And that word goes with, you know, speed, the tachometer, and all of those things that you have when you are measuring speed. So he's definitely talking about speed. We need to park on that area and, and, and agree with speed and say, yes, God is speedily taking care of things. That is why we dress up to be able to agree with God in prayer. Yes, Lord, you're taking care of these things. Yes, Lord, our prayers are not in vain. Yes, Lord, your word shall not return void, etc., etc. Hallelujah. Instead of going by your feelings and, oh, when is this going to happen? Oh, when, Lord, and all that. We should be going with the fact that he will avenge speedily. Hallelujah. That is God's nature. And we need to believe this. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. So you can see that faith is essential in our prayer life also. You dress up in the arm of God so you can pray. They go hand in hand. In order to stand and pray effectively, we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Hallelujah. And putting on the whole armor to be able to refuse the lies of the enemy. Hallelujah. And that is our commitment and loyalty to God and to His kingdom and His body, His people. Hallelujah. We have a duty to them. We have a duty to the kingdom. We have a duty to the Lord Himself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's see if we can uh, hear one or two things in Canada also as we proceed. Uh, Luke 18, verse 1, first of all. Janaru Besaragulade Yavagalu Pratisatakadindu Atanu Avarige Undu Samyavanu Hiridanu. Let's hear verse 4 also in Canada. Avanu Swalpakala Davarige, Manasilla Davanagidanu, Taruvaya Avanu Tanmarage, Nanu Devarige Bayapaduva Dilla, Manusharanu Lakshya Maduvadu Illa. So that is his condition. He fears not God, has no regard for man, but then he says, Yet, because this widow troubled me, I will avenge her. Hmm. 
Praise God. God is not troubled by our prayers, not at all. And it's not that we have to keep troubling him about these things. It's not that he's like, oh, this guy has come again. In fact, he tells us to pray. Having done everything, after dressing up and standing, pray. Pray always. If he were weary of our prayers, he would have definitely said, enough, man. But what he wants us to realize here is that he, on the other hand, is willing and ready to make sure we receive answers to prayer if we will stand and refuse to give up. Hallelujah. He will definitely uh, see what he has written come to pass. Verse 5 also in Canada will be helpful. Let's hear 7 and 8 in Canada also. Devaradu Kondavaru Atanige Hagalu Ratri Moredu Vaga Atanu Avara Vishadali Bahalavagi Tadamadidaru Avara Nyayavan Nutirisade Iruvane. Atanu Begane Avarige Nyaya Tirisuvan and Dunanu Nimage Hedutene, Adagyu Manushakumaranu Bandaga Bumiya Mele Nambike and Nukanuvano and the Nu. Notice how he emphasizes the will the Son of Man find faith on the earth when he comes. That's the last verse there, verse 8. And he's saying that faith is not a constant. It has to be built and kept ready all the time. It has to be fed. It has to be strengthened. It has to be protected. And faith must be found even in these days when his coming is so near. Hallelujah. Of course, uh, he's also talking about coming back uh, after the tribulation period that people are going to be so worn out will there still be faith on the earth but this is the beginning of the wearing out season and uh, people are already discouraged and disappointed and wondering is there any truth in believing God and so forth so this is the time for us to be able to pray for us to be able to stand and uh, our commitment to him and his body and even uh, his local body and then nations of bodies of, of individuals who say they are believers etc all of these things must be there because we are building ourselves up to stand and pray hallelujah glory to God so a life without prayer is going to be one that has lost heart one that has given up how's your prayer life uh, not really you know, uh, I pray when I feel like and all that. That's a good sign that you have quit, that you are kind of worn out and you're just lying on your back, actually. So uh, thank God for building our, ourselves up on faith. But it is ultimately because of our loyalty to the Lord and to his body. Praise God. In prayer, in petition, in intercession, and so forth. Praise God. As you consider all of this, we need to be always ready, therefore, to build up our faith, hear certain scriptures over and over again, speak them out, meditate on them so that you are strong, so that you can pray. Hallelujah. You can receive and you can also pray and believe God to hear prayers. Hallelujah. Those two must be going together. One is like breathing, the other is like 
feeding. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And that word speaks about a word that is spoken, a word that is uh, shot out by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. We need to begin to think upon all these things as the Lord's approach draws near. Hallelujah. Interesting thoughts there. Glory to God. So, we must make sure our faith is active, robust, and strong to be able to stand no matter what. And having done all, stand and endure in that day when evil comes against you and not give up on praying either. Hallelujah. Notice that it goes together. You don't stop breathing and you don't stop eating except when you fast. Hallelujah. And even then you are meditating on the word of God you are considering his word to be more necessary than your own food. Glory to God. These are the realities of the life that we have accepted and we have uh, said amen to. How many of you are born again? How many of you have eternal life? That's another life. It's not from this earth realm. It's God's kind of life. We don't think the same way. We do not operate the same way as everybody else on the earth. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Interesting thought. So our faith must be strengthened again and again so that we can pray. Not just uh, claiming this and that. Yes, thank God for claims. Yes. But then we should be strong to pray because we are committed people. Hallelujah. Let's go off to the book of Matthew, the 12th chapter also, and pick up something out of that. Again, something that you may be familiar with. Jesus speaking to some religious people there in verse 34. Oh, generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We need to focus on the fact that what your heart is full of is what's going to come out of your mouth. So we need to be careful what we allow uh, to fill our hearts. That's why the Word of God must dwell there richly, so that when you are pressed like a sponge, that's all that will come out, the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And your mouth will be the spout, the fountain from which God can do his work, both by speaking the word and prayer. Hallelujah. We use our mouths. And he continues, A good man out of the treasure of the heart bring it forth good things, and an evil man out of the treasure, or the evil treasure, bring it forth evil things so we can store treasures on the inside of our deep thoughts and imaginations what is precious or what is vile we need to separate between the two some things are not worth it and they are not necessary to be filled in our thinking we need to separate what is trash and what is precious hallelujah but I say unto you notice Part of the reason why we do that is because of verse 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Interesting. That's one reason why you want to make sure that you are stocking and storing the right kind of thoughts because those words that come out as a result are going to be accounted for. How about that? Every idle word that shall be spoken, 
we'll have to give an account of it in the day of judgment. Isn't that interesting? For by thy words thou shalt be justified, by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Praise God. It kind of dovetails with uh, what we were talking about, judging ourselves and all of those things, because rewards are going to be dished out uh, for all of this. And so we want to be careful. We want to be certain that we are uh, keeping up to what God has in expectation for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The examination of the ages is coming soon. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are going to have to enjoy every minute of it, even though we'll be tested and judged. Every word will be accounted for, and we will have to explain some words that are called idle words. He says, For thy words you will be justified, by thy words thou shalt be condemned. We will not be going to hell, thank God for that, but um, it's going to affect our credits and our honor, and uh, those things are very important. Hallelujah. So let's um, hear maybe verse 35 and then all the way to 37 also in Canada from Matthew 12. ಒಳ್ಳೆ ಮನುಷ್ಯನು ಹೃದಯದ ಒಳ್ಳೆ ಬೊಕ್ಕಸದಿಂದ ಒಳ್ಳೆಯವುಗಳನ್ನು ಹೊರಗೆ ತರುತ್ತಾನೆ ಮತ್ತು ಕೆಟ್ಟ ಮನುಷ್ಯನು ಕೆಟ್ಟ ಬೊಕ್ಕಸದಿಂದ ಕೆಟ್ಟವುಗಳನ್ನು ಹೊರಗೆ ತರುತ್ತಾನೆ ಆದರೆ ನಾನು ನಿಮಗೆ ಹೇಳುವುದೇನೆಂದರೆ ಮನುಷ್ಯರು ಆಡುವ ಪ್ರತಿಯೊಂದು ವ್ಯರ್ಥವಾದ ಮಾತಿಗಾಗಿ ನ್ಯಾಯ ವಿಚಾರಣೆಯ ದಿನದಲ್ಲಿ ಅವರು ಲೆಕ್ಕ ಕೊಡಬೇಕು ನೀನು ನಿನ್ನ ಮಾತುಗಳಿಂದಲೇ ನೀತಿವಂತನಾಗುವಿ ಮತ್ತು ನಿನ್ನ ಮಾತುಗಳಿಂದಲೇ ನೀನು ಅಪರಾಧಿಯಾಗುವಿ ಎಂದು ಹೇಳಿದನು You can see that there's, you know, some quiet work that has to be done constantly on the inside. <laughs> Praise God. With all of this in, in view, you can never be bored. I'm never bored. I mean, I think about it. I, I can just sit down in one place and just, you know, be going on with so many things to do. Praise God. And I'm not talking about just natural things at all. I'm not talking about hammering things and pulling that and, you know, all that is there but you know even if i didn't do, even if i didn't do any of those things i'm never bored i have so much to do can you see we all have so much to do man we have a lot to do wow so these lockdown times have made us more uh, sort of closed in and uh, you know people maybe got bored or whatever but some of us never got bored in fact for us the time just went so quickly we were like Wow, that went fast. Because if you begin to look at the scripture, there's a lot of work to be done. It's a very personal, private, internal working. Because all of this is going to be accounted for one of these days. And Jesus was serious, I mean, when he wrote all these things. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Romans also. Romans chapter 3. Hallelujah. I mean, um, thank God you could play Scrabble and you could get, uh, you know, uh, enlisted with Netflix and Prime and all of those extra things are there to take up your time. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of work to do. You know, there's chess and there's Chinese checkers and there's cycle riding and gym going and all of those things are good and lovely. And uh, yes, you have a right to all of that. But on the other hand, there is some stuff that is going to transcend 
all of this. One of these days, all that's going to matter is, did I do what God created me for? Did I finish what I was supposed to do? And that is real. Hallelujah. And uh, in this transient world, in this passing world, where certain things uh, seem so important right now, they're not going to be so important <laughs> at all. Rather, these things are going to be eternal and their value is going to go into ages that are coming. Hallelujah. Uh, the third chapter of Romans says in verse 4, God forbid, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written that thou mightest be ju justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. That's interesting. That kind of uh, goes with that scripture where you can be overcome or you can overcome when you are judged. Hallelujah. By the words that uh, you are speaking. Hallelujah. So if you chose to side with God, then you could overcome and your judgment will be favorable. Amen. So let's begin to side up with God's word rather than our own personal, defensive, elusive ways where we're trying to help ourselves and defend ourselves and justify ourselves. But we will only be justified when we let God be true, allow him to uh, express his reality through us, through our words, which started in thoughts and then reflect in actions. Hallelujah. The first part is about the thinking. The next is the words. And then eventually the whole body will follow. Praise God. So we still have a lot of work to do with uh, storing up the truth, the good treasure, siding up with God rather than man. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's good treasure and that will give good accounting also. Hallelujah. Let's hear Romans 3, 4 in Canada also. Praise the Lord. Psalm 51 is the original place where that verse was quoted out of. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. Very, very interesting. Notice where it was taken from. Psalm 51 verse 4, Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Praise God. If you look into other versions, for instance, modern King James, you will notice that it is God who is saying he must be justified. You see, David is saying, in other words, God must be justified when God speaks. Hallelujah. God must be clear when God judges. And so he is standing before God and saying, I messed up. When you speak, you must be justified. When you speak, it must be true. When you judge, it must be true judgment. I am the one who has sinned. This was the time when he was repenting about you know, his sin uh, against Bathsheba, and Uriah and all of that. He said, I acknowledge, Lord, you are true. I'm standing before the judge who is true. Amen. So this is part of our thinking here, that God must be true 
Let God be true. And every other person a liar. So we are the ones who have to come before him and say, you know what, your word is final. Your word is true. I'm sorry, I messed up. I didn't accept uh, and take sides with you. Uh, I need to work on the treasure. I need to work on what I'm keeping on the inside of me because those words are going to come out from my heart and those words are going to be uh, either idle, inoperative, powerless, or they're going to be on purpose, full of the faith of God, and they will perform. Hallelujah. So we uh, must follow the Master's example who purposefully filled his words with authority and power and life and when he said it that was it there was no voidness about it or emptiness about it it would perform what it was sent out to do and it would prosper uh, before it came back hallelujah so we are learning from the one who who spoke and people said no man has spoken like this before we have never heard anybody speak like this before. He spoke on purpose. He spoke with power and intention. And it was not a waste. It was all measured out. And when he spoke, things happened. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. And thank God you have the faith of the Son of God. You have the same life on the inside of you. We have these amazing benefits. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's hear... Uh, Psalm 51 Praise the Lord. So you can see how Jesus would say, um, Go home, your son liveth. And you know, the man would go home and ask. When did this thing happen? When was my son healed? When was my child raised up? And he says, that, that hour, <laughs> that time, that period where the master spoke. Praise God. And that is the effectiveness and the power that can come out of our words also. That you can have what you say. That you can say things, you can decree things, and they will come to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. So our life and the... The, the power and ability that we can actually walk in is just like him. As he is, so are we in this world. And so we can face any judgment, any test, any trial because we are put in his class. Hallelujah. Praise God. Very interesting thought there. That also, you know, we have heard. So it's all about hearing the frequency of hearing these things. We need to be hearing them again and again. And the power of God, which is in those words, will begin to reside deep within us and they will come out of our words and produce the necessary effect. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. 1 John 4.17 says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Wonderful, wonderful. So you cannot look anywhere and say, but, but, uh, but. No, he'll say, you know what? I put you in the same class and category as myself. You are just like me. That's the new birth. That's the new covenant. That's the new creation. You are not just a person whose sins have been covered up like the Old Testament 
atonement word, but you are a new creature. You have the very life and nature and ability of God. Your sins and sinful nature were taken away, completely removed out of the way. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's hear 1 John 4.17 also in Canada. So we, we need to begin to look at it like that. I'm a new creature. I'm just as he is in this world. I have the life of God. And these are realities. And that's the truth. And we need to keep hearing that. Maybe more times. Maybe double the times that we hear all the info that's out there. We may have to just quietly mumble to ourselves but I'm a new creature I'm born again my nature is God's nature I'm just as he is the more junk that comes against you you just be mumbling and muttering these things to yourself probably sneaking away and quickly reading them up for yourselves too so that your eyes can see it your ears can hear it as your mouth also speaks it praise God oh glory to God hallelujah thank you Jesus it's sweet isn't it sweet hallelujah Oh, just hearing it is so sweet. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. In John 6, verse 47, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Oh, praise God. Isn't that so amazingly real? He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Praise God. You have that life right now. And you just need to... uh, you know, store that in your deep recesses of thoughts and imaginations. I have the life of God. I have the life that propels the universe. I'm a believer. I have eternal life. I have God's kind of life. I'm in God's class of being. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Notice how it just, you know, lifts you up. It's like wind under your wings and it brings you up. Hallelujah. It doesn't put you down. Praise God. And then it stirs you up so much that you can now pray. You can now do something positive about things. Hallelujah. And not roll over and play possum and act like you are dead and, you know, gone. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, these things are so vital. And that's why we have to keep putting it out there, bringing it out so that we are reminded. We are stirring, stirring up our thoughts our pure thoughts by being reminded, hallelujah, of these things again and again and again. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you can see that the life of God, the class of God, the ability of God, all of those kind of things have become our reality. Wow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's hear John 6.47 also in Canada. Wow, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God. Interesting stuff. Thank you, Jesus. You know, you don't have any fear, actually, because if you leave this earth right now, you have gained. (laughs) You have not lost. So you don't have to to think somebody's going, so we lost him. They should just say, well, our selfish motives are ended here because he left. We could not extract anything out of him. 
even conversation. He's left. He was a good joker. He kept us, you know, entertained. But he's, he's left. So on their side, it's like we lost him. But if you ask that guy who's a believer, he'll say, wow, I've gained. <laughs> oh, praise God. Can you see how real these things are? They are so real that uh, you could actually say, I'm glad I'm going home. Hallelujah. Recently, someone passed away, an older person, and uh, those who were around him, the children, said that he had a beautiful, blissful smile on his face. Amen. And that's so good to know that he just smiled. There was no horror, and there was no such setting there. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we contemplate these realities, and it affects our present reality. Amen. It affects us right now and stirs us up because uh, we have stuff to do. Amen. What is all of this thing about stuff to do, stuff to do? Why do you always have to bring that up? Well, it's a feeding program. And we have to feed all types of uh, age groups, in quote, in the body of Christ. When I speak of age groups, I'm talking not about physical age, but uh, growth ratios. Are you mature in the Lord? Are you uh, growing or are you a babe? So we have to address all of these various categories. Some food is only for those who are growing. Some food is only for those who are babes. But the thing about it is repetition is what helps all of those age groups. Praise God. Their response is what determines whether they have grown or not. All right? Let us consider, for instance, a verse like this. Galatians, notice the sixth chapter. Observe what it says. Verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he's nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Wow, very interesting. Here you have a, a kind of scheme written out for those who are maturing, those who are growing, He's saying here that everyone is supposed to bear their own burdens, but then those who are mature are supposed to bear the burdens of others also. So they will find out who they are, and they will know that God is talking to them because they hear such verses. They hear such thoughts. I need to be able to help somebody else. The others will say, uh, I just bear my own burden. <laughs> Excuse me. So can you see that? It, it goes out there and feeding is taking place. Those who are growing, they pick up that kind of food. And those who are, you know, still developing, they pick up the other kind of food. Amen. And say, uh, it's just me, myself, you know, that's about it. And each one has to prove that, you know, uh, and not compare with the other. You just rejoice that you are at each point in life. Thank God. I'm moving out of that now. I'm moving on to this now. And you get excited about it. Hallelujah. 
Let's see if we can hear that kind of dial. So Galatians 1 all the way down to um, uh, 5. ಸಹೋದರರೇ ಒಬ್ಬನು ಒಂದು ದೋಷದಲ್ಲಿ ಸಿಕ್ಕಿದರೆ ಅಂಥವನನ್ನು ಆತ್ಮಿಕರಾದ ನೀವು ಸಾತ್ವಿಕ ಭಾವದಿಂದ ಯಥಾಸ್ಥಾನ ಪಡಿಸಿರಿ ನೀನಾದರೂ ಶೋಧನೆಗೆ ಒಳಗಾಗದಂತೆ ನಿನ್ನ ವಿಷಯದಲ್ಲಿ ಎಚ್ಚರಿಕೆಯಾಗಿರು ಒಬ್ಬನು ಮತ್ತೊಬ್ಬನ ಭಾರವನ್ನು ಹೊತ್ತುಕೊಳ್ಳಲಿ ಹೀಗೆ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ನಿಯಮವನ್ನು ನೆರವೇರಿಸಿರಿ ಏನೂ ಅಲ್ಲದವನೊಬ್ಬನು ತಾನು ಏನೋ ಆಗಿದ್ದೇನೆಂದು ಭಾವಿಸಿಕೊಂಡರೆ ತನ್ನನ್ನು ತಾನೇ ಮೋಸಪಡಿಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳುತ್ತಾನೆ ಪ್ರತಿಯೊಬ್ಬನು ತನ್ನ ಸ್ವಂತ ಕೆಲಸವನ್ನು ಪರಿಶೋಧಿಸಲಿ ಆಗ ಅವನು ತನ್ನಲ್ಲಿಯೇ ಸಂತೋಷ ಪಡುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ಆಸ್ಪದವಾಗುವುದೇ ಹೊರತು ಮತ್ತೊಬ್ಬನಲ್ಲಿ ಅಲ್ಲ ಪ್ರತಿಯೊಬ್ಬನು ತನ್ನ ಸ್ವಂತ ಹೊರೆಯನ್ನು ಹೊತ್ತುಕೊಳ್ಳಬೇಕು because we are the church and we live in this age of grace which is the church age you must see such things uh, at least twice in the epistles written to the church and then you can tell that it's important otherwise you may not give it that much importance so similar thought is brought forth in Romans also chapter 15 where it says in verse 1 we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves So you could see that this is a diet only for the strong. This is something that the strong will get excited about. The others may look at it and say, <laughs> count me out of this, because they know that's not their level. This is for those who are considering that maybe they're strong. They ought, they have an obligation to bear the infirmities of the weak and not please themselves. That's only for the strong. Hallelujah. So you can figure out for yourself is what the scripture is saying. You can judge yourself and check yourself in your own, you know, privacy. You don't have to compare here and there. You can look at yourself according to these thoughts and say, um, I don't think I'm that strong or I believe I can do this. Hallelujah. Or I'm moving in this direction. Hallelujah. My life is changing. I'm getting stronger. Hallelujah. The verse 2 continues. Let every one of us uh, notice every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification that is an underlying thing the body of christ the life of god the nature of god is about others hallelujah thinking about other people's edification continuing he says for even christ please not himself wow interesting let's park there for a minute and look at a familiar scripture john 3 Praise God you may remember John 3:16 Notice how it goes for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting or eternal or God kind of life Hallelujah what is that uh, God is the one the father is the one who did the giving of the son it was the father's heart the father's love that gave his only special begotten son praise god that we should not perish but have his own life and come up to the level of you know god's own life and enjoy god's life which transcends death hallelujah 
which continues into the ages. So that the death aspect is just a curtain or a veil that you cross over from natural life into totally uh, spiritual, glorified life. Hallelujah. So we have a practice run of enjoying and enforcing God's kind of life while we are in the natural, and then it just brings forth rewards, hallelujah, that will be carried with us throughout the ages that are coming. Praise God. What did you do with the life of God? What did you do with that nature of that life, which is loving and giving? Hallelujah. Considering others. And, uh, you know, you don't have to uh, just cross over just because, but you need to develop and grow and judge yourself and see, am I at that place? Am I doing uh, that? Am I walking in that place? Am I really mature? Am I growing? Or am I still, you know, just a baby? Hallelujah. So the diet that comes must cover all of these aspects. And so uh, you don't have to take it because you know that's not food for you. I mean, that's why you, uh, you know, let's just say, in quote, subconsciously you just dump that. It's not for me. No, I don't have to hear that. Because, you know, the person did not develop and grow properly. And uh, if you grew properly and were fed properly, uh, you would grow and mature. Hallelujah. And at a certain age, you would do certain things. Hallelujah. So you could just uh, account it as, you know, not being brought up properly, not being fed properly, etc., etc. In God, however, you know, uh, it's also there. And we have to choose for ourselves as we build our own lives uh, on precious rather than vile, on precious rather than rubbish. Hallelujah. We should begin to treasure things that are true and powerful so that we can fulfill our, um, in quote, liabilities and our expectations towards the Lord, number one, and number two, towards his people. Hallelujah. So these things have to be thought about and you have to respond in whatever manner. Notice John 3.16 in Canada also. Devaru Lokavanu Eshto Priti Maditana Ubane Maganu Kotanu, Atananu Nambuva Yavanadaru Nashavagade Nityajiva Vanu Padavanagiruvanu. So there we go, uh, you know, as one realizes more and more that he's becoming stronger, the right reason for his strength is to be able to help the weaker to bear their burdens. That is the commitment he has at the communion table that he is loyal to the Lord, thank God for that, and he's also loyal to the body, the saints. Hallelujah. And that loyalty is seen in that cup and in that bread. How Jesus himself said, this cup, this cup is my blood. This is my commitment to you all, and it should be your commitment to me. Hallelujah. In my blood, in my life. Hallelujah. That we are now one. Praise God. We have one purpose. Amen. We commune over these things. This is what makes us unified. That it is a life that is ready to be poured out for each other. For the Lord first, of course, and then for each other. So that uh, 
let's just say, upward commitment and relationship now begins to affect that uh, earthly uh, and sideways uh, relationship and commitment also. That is uh, the way things go. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 11 chapter. You don't have to bother about examining yourself before you take communion or you can bother yourself and let God be true. And you can, you know, fix up the treasures of your heart and you can separate the vile from the precious and say, I don't have to accept these kind of thoughts anymore. I need to forget this. The old man has passed away. I'm a new creature. The old sin nature is gone. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I do not accept condemnation. Condemnation brings offense and offense steals my blessing. I am dumping the offense right now. You know, all those internal things can be done and then you take that meal and you are ready to move forward. Hallelujah. It's very, very powerful. Glory to God. Let's see if we can get that done as the clock is ticking. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Notice the communion uh, uh, scripture, 1 Corinthians 11. And notice how it goes down. Verse 30, For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. So you can see that it has a direct bearing on our earthly life. Praise God. If this meal is taken properly, we don't have to be weak and sickly. We don't have to die and uh, be cut off before our purpose is fulfilled. And he continues from earlier verses. Praise God. Um, Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord said in verse 25, After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. For this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. Similar things about the bread, but I would like us to look at it from, um, say, another version of Scripture, like maybe the Amplified, and let's see what it says. He says, verse 24, When he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this to call me affectionately to remembrance. Do this to call me affectionately to remembrance. Hallelujah. It is with affection that you are calling him to memory. Oh, there's a whole process in there. Praise God. It is deep, you know. It is calling for his life, his memories, affectionately being remembered. So it's not just a one-second thing, uh, here we go, and just walk away. (laughs) Praise God. I mean, you could do that too. I got a flight to catch, and whoa, man, I'm missing my lunch, etc., etc. Or it can be done properly. So some churches sometimes, they just relegate it to once a month and expect a meaningful communion. But then, hey, you cannot have a cop looking over your shoulder all the time. Everyone has to check themselves and prove their own life. Amen? And not be compared and compelled to be like somebody else. It is a, it's a maturity that develops from inside. Each person has to value that and choose as a result of that. Hallelujah. 
Verse 25 continues, Similarly, when supper was ended, he took the cup also, saying, This cup is the new covenant, ratified and established in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, to call me affectionately to remembrance. To call me affectionately to remembrance. Hallelujah. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are representing and signifying, proclaiming the fact of the Lord's death until he comes again. Praise God. And he goes on, 27. So then whoever eats this bread or the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in a way that is unworthy of him will be guilty of profaning and sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a man thoroughly examine himself and only when he has done so should he eat the bread and drink of that cup. For anyone who drinks it in that unworthy manner, not that he is unworthy, but you can see the thoughts he's fellowshipping with, the deep things that are being stirred up within him are what he's talking about. That's the way to take it worthily. The commitments that are being made, the liabilities are being examined. Praise God. And then it becomes different. Verse 30 says, That careless and unworthy participation. That careless and unworthy participation. Careless, unworthy. You know, there is a careless participation. It's the reason many of you are weak and sickly. Quite enough of you have fallen into the sleep of death. Praise God. So, we want to try and... Uh, you know, uh, consider all these things and make it more powerful, more meaningful, and finish what we were created for on the earth. Hallelujah. So you can see that sometimes there are children in the family that are older than others, and they start helping the younger ones, and they seem like just a mule doing all the work. Hallelujah. And I mean, those are some grown-up children, but then there may be grown-up children who just exit the house and go away and ignore all the other children and move to another city and leave the nation. All of that is also possible. Where's your eldest brother? Oh, he, he went to so-and-so country. What about you guys? Well, once in a while he says hello and sends something. Amen. All that is possible. <laughs> and everyone has the right to choose. But the point is that there is a commitment to the family and a commitment to the Lord that has to kind of synchronize and you cannot say, I love you, Lord, and then ignore the body. And we are all growing. Hallelujah. So these thoughts are meant to sharpen us and prepare us for the awards night and the Oscar goes to. Hallelujah. What's the Oscar got to do with it? Well, in a sense, we are all actors. We are doers of the word. And God's going to reward us for doing the word which he gave us in the first place and gave us a new nature and gave us the mighty Holy Spirit and empowered us in his grace to do it and then he awards us for doing it. And that's why we will cast our crowns before him and say, actually it was all you. <laughs> and the truly humble realize that it's all him and we rely on him and we are strong in him and in his power and not in ourselves. And so we lean on these things and these realities more and more. Praise God. We've gone ahead much. Uh, let's see if we can hear some of it in Canada. Praise God. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Let's hear 
verse 13 kannada ee karanadindale nimmalli bahu mandi balahinaru rogigalu agiddare anekaru nidrisuttare praise the lord and maybe 26 to 27 also in kannada ನೀವು ಈ ರೊಟ್ಟಿಯನ್ನು ತಿಂದು ಈ ಪಾತ್ರೆಯಲ್ಲಿ ಪಾನ ಮಾಡುವಷ್ಟು ಸಾರಿ ಕರ್ತನ ಮರಣವನ್ನು ಆತನು ಬರುವ ತನಕ ಪ್ರಸಿದ್ಧಿಪಡಿಸುತ್ತೀರಿ ಹೀಗಿರುವುದರಿಂದ ಯಾವನಾದರೂ ಅಯೋಗ್ಯವಾಗಿ ಈ ರೊಟ್ಟಿಯನ್ನು ತಿಂದು ಕರ್ತನ ಪಾತ್ರೆಯಲ್ಲಿ ಪಾನ ಮಾಡಿದರೆ ಅವನು ಕರ್ತನ ದೇಹಕ್ಕೂ ರಕ್ತಕ್ಕೂ ಅಪರಾಧ ಮಾಡಿದವನಾಗಿರುವನು the infirmities and weaknesses of others you can help them up you can build them up you can bear them you can pray for them you can intercede for them you can take their place in prayer hallelujah amen so we come upon a scripture such as second chronicles chapter 7 let's observe second chronicles chapter 7 notice verse 14 familiar scripture i think every prayer meeting uh, usually organized by communities to pray is got this heading if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven will forgive their sin and heal their land hallelujah notice how that scripture goes my people so this is talking about people who were living in a natural way like everybody else but decided to turn away from all that to grow up some and repent and change their thinking thinking and decide to bear the burden of prayer and pray for others pray for the rulers pray for the saints and and then God would heal their land they're interesting does prayer affect your land does prayer affect your nations? Absolutely. If you pray the right way, things will change. Hallelujah. Let's hear Second Chronicles 7 verse 14. ಇಲ್ಲವೇ ನನ್ನ ಜನರ ಮಧ್ಯದಲ್ಲಿ ಜಾಡ್ಯವನ್ನು ಕಳುಹಿಸಿದರು ನನ್ನ ಹೆಸರಿನಿಂದ ಕರೆಯಲ್ಪಟ್ಟ ನನ್ನ ಜನರು ತಮ್ಮನ್ನು ತಗ್ಗಿಸಿಕೊಂಡು ಪ್ರಾರ್ಥನೆ ಮಾಡಿ ನನ್ನ ಮುಖವನ್ನು ಹುಡುಕಿ ತಮ್ಮ ದುರ್ಮಾರ್ಗಗಳಿಂದ ತಿರುಗಿದರೆ ನಾನು ಆಕಾಶದಿಂದ ಕೇಳಿ ಅವರ ಪಾಪವನ್ನು ಮನ್ನಿಸಿ ಅವರ ದೇಶವನ್ನು ಗುಣ ಮಾಡುವೆನು is legal and real about it satan is god of this world the only way that he can actually intervene is by using the believer on the earth who has set apart time to seek his face and invite him into the situation legally through the provision of prayer hallelujah taking it benefits in christ and then bringing uh, faith into the matter of prayer so that uh, he can trust God to move and beseech God about such things. Hallelujah. So it means there's a turning away from natural thinking, mere man's thinking, and beginning to program one and say, Ah, I need God here. I need God to intervene. And I need to bear these burdens in prayer. Hallelujah. So you can see it's not just for everyone. And it's not fair to expect it of everyone either. 
So when you take your name out of the prayer list, we understand completely. Hallelujah. Don't worry about it. Let's go to Ezekiel. Thank you, Jesus. Are you out there today? Ezekiel chapter 22. Notice verse 30 there. This is an interesting scripture. God is speaking. He says, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it but I found none God needs a man God needs a person on the earth to stand between God and man for the land otherwise guess what happens the next verse says therefore have I poured out mine indignation upon them I have consumed them with fire of my wrath for their own way that's what we need to focus on their own way have I recompensed upon their heads says the Lord God what simply happens here is that what they have and what they have done comes upon them they just reap what they sow what do you expect the sinner to reap when he is living in sin and his mind is totally carried away by himself and the God of this world and all of that, what's he going to get? He's going to get some wrath, that's all. Hallelujah. Because God was looking to see, is there a man? That's why the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man is so powerful. Because God saying, if there's one person who can turn away from all of this and and focus on me and say, Lord, you can help. You can come into this situation. I have this provision and place in prayer. And now, Lord, I'm going to take their side and side with them and pray as if it were them. And that's why you may feel sad and look sad. But on your own, you can just be a happy camper, laughing all the way, ha, 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 making spirits right and all that stuff. You can go down the road just laughing and singing because you're on your way to heaven. Hallelujah. But the only sadness that should taint your face, if necessary, is that there are nations and there are people and there is a commitment to the saints that has to be accomplished and it must be done in joy also. Faith also. Not just by human works and struggles, but by the grace of God, by the power of the Holy Ghost. See, that is what we want to be able to do. Not just, I prayed, when will you answer me? I'm the only one here that's praying. You know, Elijah spoke like that. And, you know, his time on earth was about done. You start talking like that, you may not stay too long. So you have to be able to see the whole scope of this and then commit to prayer because you affectionately bring him to remembrance. Amen? Because of love. It has to be undergirded by your affection for the Lord. And his body. He's his body. They are his sheep. They are his people. All the nations are his actually. And they cannot see because the God of this world has blinded their minds. Lest the light of the glorious gospel, the image of God, should shine in through. And so we are the ones who know that. And God is... uh, Seriously looking for a man. Is there anyone out there? Is there someone who can take the place? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I don't want to overdo things, but you can see 
There's plenty there. I heard this testimony, very powerful testimony, some years ago, and it can go away from you. But then the other day I saw it. He says, there was this little girl, about 16 years old in a town, and she hung out with a gang of young people, and then she disappeared. She was never seen again. In fact, they dredged the river. They went and scraped the bottom of the river that was in that town for the dead body. They found nothing. 23 years passed. But then a group of prayerful believers decided to pray with intercession. And guess what happened? Tongues and interpretation of tongues came out. And the message came about this child who had disappeared no news, just considered dead for 23 years and the word came that she would be back in that same town and guess what, about some weeks later she came to that town, came to that church with her child and accepted Jesus hallelujah man that kind of makes you just (sighs) hallelujah there's so much we can do Because God said, I will definitely avenge speedily. I will do things fast. Hallelujah. God is a God who has not changed. But will he find that kind of believing when he comes? We need to stoke up and pile up wood on the flames of God that are within us with these kind of scriptures. Prepare ourselves because he's coming soon. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's worship him who's worthy. I hope I believe that we're encouraged and not condemned in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 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 Blessed be your holy name. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful Jesus. Mantre le cotocore sepeledia. Branda calmetore ketekelepisti. We give you thanks for your people today. We give you thanks for anyone that's out there today, Lord, that we are preparing ourselves for your coming, for your soon coming. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, mighty Holy Spirit, for bringing us to a place that we can now begin to pray effectively. That you can bring your will to pass on the earth, that you can help us to accomplish what we were created for in this day and hour. We love you, Lord. We thank you for the benefits that you gave us in Christ. We worship you. We bless you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. Glory to God in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. If you'd like to give to the Lord, this is a great opportunity. God is a faithful God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And we expect good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. God will cause men to give to your bosom. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, team. Thank you. You're blessed.